0: And then it used to be, oh, got a great result. I'll be happy. Oh, terrible result. You know, affects you, makes you feel angry. And I've come to realize that that piece of metal is only one small step, one small piece in the puzzle of, you know, good health. And so, of course, I can go along to my meeting I can weigh in once a week and that's what I do. I don't weigh in at home. At the moment I have to because we're doing Zoom Weight Watcher meetings so we have to weigh in here. But I just do it once a week. You know, you can say to your coaches as well, look, I just really want to focus on some other things at the moment and then at times they might say, right, we're going to weigh you once a fortnight. You have to weigh in monthly. But for me, it's not something that I use as a measure of, I guess, where I'm at. And so even, you know, if I start doing some weights, my body changes and the scales change. As long as I know that my eating hasn't changed, it's okay.
1: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Sill Stories. I'm your host, Claire odom West. Today's guest comes all the way from Australia. Julie Severo is one of my first podcast listeners. And I was really interested just to cover her story. it's also her birthday today. So the day that this gets published, it's her birthday. So happy birthday, Julie. Um, Julie's lost over four stone following the Weight Watcher plan. And also, I I believe it was last week that she was able to go out shopping and buy her first size 12 as an adult. You know, that must be such an amazing, an amazing feeling. And I'm so, so pleased for her. If you'd like to follow Julie on social media, you can find her account at Jules, spelled o l e s underscore Slav, spelled S L A V, and I'd love for you all just to come over there and wish her a happy birthday. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? to Have all that support from follow weight loss members that are on the same journey or a similar journey. And not only has she lost weight, she has started to swim. She goes on these gorgeous walks. If you go and look at her account, you'll see these. Beautiful beaches, and I'm so jealous. I'm not going to lie; I am absolutely jealous. Is introducing Julie to a episode of Slimming Stories. I've tried Weight Watchers off and on over the years,
0: probably like a lot of people, yo-yoed up and down. And then I've got two children, so one who's 15 and one who's nine and a half. And so before I got pregnant with the second one, I went back to Weight Watchers to get my weight down. Um, fell pregnant, and then after I had her, I was up probably sitting up just under 100 kilos. So went back again and, again, just could never really stick at it, couldn't get to the goal. And then in 2018, I just wasn't feeling the best. So sore back, sore knees, um, just not happy with myself. And um, so I rejoined then. I started in the January. And then probably stopped in about the June, just wasn't in the right mindset. And then I rejoined again in the October. And since then, Claire, I just, I haven't missed a meeting. I went to see my doctor to have a chat about a goal because, you know, they set the goal range within to do with your height and your age. So for me, that was 55 to 67 kilos, which I've never been been that and I'm 48 now so went back and just made slow changes and chipped away at working I guess particularly at my headspace and um, the goal that that we set was 85 kilos so which I reached a couple of months ago and now for me it's about chipping away at another five to ten kilos
1: yeah and it's great that you you know you have that support with the group with your GP too so for anybody that's listening out there that likes to know the stones and the pounds yeah. so Julie so far has lost four stone two pounds I always have to say that. So I always kind of forget kilos I need to I need to learn, learn, <laughs> learn commit to kilos <laughs> and that that is a great amount to lose and I hear what you're saying about the knees because that's something that I've I've struggled with so when that affects your knees what was it like for for you julie just to carry that excess weight around on a daily basis
0: oh it was really uncomfortable i couldn't kneel on the floor with my children uh, very well i couldn't sit cross-legged i would go for a little walk my knees would ache i would often have to you know maybe take some paracetamol just to to help with the aches and pains and also we go away a fair bit we've got a caravan and i just felt that I couldn't do a lot of stuff with the kids and that often I was just sitting on the side on the, on the chair while the kids were in enjoying the swimming pool. Just doing normal everyday fun stuff with them wasn't particularly enjoyable. And um, so now it involves a lot of walking. Uh, we do bike riding and um, I actually took up swimming lessons last year, Claire, for the first wow. time. I didn't really learn. Yeah, I didn't learn to swim as a child. And so as an adult, I would just swim with, you know, flippers and snorkel and mask. And um, and I think just through losing the weight and wanting to concentrate on being the best version of myself, I wanted to learn how to swim properly. And then all that's come to a stop at the moment with COVID, yeah, but it'll, yeah. it'll resume again once once that's all gone.
1: Brilliant. And do you, do you swim in the sea? Are you able to do that? Or is it just swimming pools at the moment? Um,
0: Swimming pools at the moment, but I do have a boogie board, which, you know, is like a bodyboard, not a surfboard. Yeah. And I've got a wetsuit because I'm fortunate enough that I'm only five to ten minutes away from the beach. Oh. So, oh. Um, yeah, but I'm not very good with the really cold water. So no. <laughs> it's a little bit <laughs> seasonal. <laughs> you know, I was originally born in Scotland and I remember
1: swimming in oh. the sea as a child. <laughs> right. When did you? In
0: 1979, we right. were out of the Margaret Thatcher government. <laughs> well done,
1: you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say Before that. I'm not political. <laughs> Before the poll tax. Nobody ever paid yeah. it, don't worry. Nobody ever paid it. You, you remember your time in Scotland then? You enjoyed that in the waters?
0: Yeah, got some small memories. So we oh, lived in Denver and um, yeah, I, remember, I still remember swimming even though it was freezing cold as
1: a child, but it was good fun. <laughs> and it, it's great to hear that you've taken up a- of swimming and that's you know it's quite a quite a courageous thing to do i think actually when you're not you know you have to trust don't you, you have to trust the process because when you get in there obviously you've got no control over your life because you can't swim yeah. so potentially all the time while you're learning to swim you, you are literally drowning so you have to get that support with the, the, float, yeah. the inflatables and just trust the water and get in there and, and start to to learn to swim and is that because that you know you felt the weight coming off and you trusted that you know swimming was going to be another healthy addition to your new health regime
0: yeah exactly right i've i've not been a person to enjoy going to gyms i used to go to classes a lot when i was younger before i had kids and i just wanted things that were just easy to to do and didn't rely necessarily on membership so yeah do a lot of a lot of stuff with walking the bike
1: riding and the swimming definitely and it must feel lovely just to think that one day you can get in that water and i've seen your instagram posts and the beaches (laughs) the beaches around you are i mean amazing i just want to get this kind of into perspective a little bit so i'm surrounded by forest i live uh, about three miles from shield forest but when i look at your instagram account i see the beautiful shore and the sand. it really is just just amazing can you still kind of appreciate the beauty of, of where you actually live.
0: Oh I think you can and you have to. And um, you know, with working from home, I often get to go for a walk after work down where the beach is. And I just walk and I think, how lucky am I to be able
1: to live here? Absolutely. And I know that you've been trying to get into running too and is it your children have been doing that with you as well?
0: Not so much the kids. They're very hard to drag out oh, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I yeah, just okay, um yeah. Yeah, I've got to just find out how my foot's going. So the other reason I took up swimming, I'd been seeing a foot guy and I had to get some orthotics and I had a pain that just wouldn't go away and I had to have an x-ray which showed that the little bone in the ball of my foot's actually fractured in three places. Oh and gosh. I've got a couple of bursitis and the start of arthritis on the top of my foot cool. just uh, yeah, so it gets quite <laughs> painful. So we had to do some treatment with that and I'm not, I've got a, an appointment just to find out with my doctor, if I can get another X-ray to see where the bones at and whether or not it's healed, because I'm just really careful with the weight bearing with it.
1: Right.
0: Uh, because it's it feels good now, but if I guess, you know, play with it too much, then I don't want to have to go and see an orthopaedic surgeon or anything.
1: And was that as a result of the running? Is that how that started or is it just... No, I've
0: you know, never actually to... been able to run. It's always just the walking. And then um, I wanted to start doing, you know, the 5K couch app thing. Um, and I just started doing just a small amount, but then I started just getting this burning pain and the, with the fracture, they don't know what, cause it didn't, it didn't happen at the time where I started getting pain immediately. So, so how I fractured my foot, I'd done a really big hike when we'd gone on holidays at what we've got the Grampians here which is quite a lot of pressure stepping down onto large steps of rocks and I'm not
1: sure I think I may have done it then with the pressure of going down but it's good though that you're thinking about alternative options to the running I know you've just got yeah. a bike as well haven't you too so yeah how's the biking and are there some beautiful trails around where you
0: live. Oh, yeah, there are. There's some beautiful what we call rail tra- trails um, and also the trails from where I am along the coastline. So, um, yeah, I've, I've always had a bike and my trusty bike I've got at the moment is about 10 years old, but it just doesn't have any suspension. So, you know, <laughs> trying to go... <laughs> Over the the hills or the rocks, yeah, not so amazing. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the bike shop today and get this other one sorted out with all the the features
1: that I'd like on it. Yeah, I mean that that is one way to get yourself fit, isn't it? (laughs) Not have a suspension on the bike. Yes. So, looking at the weight gain that you had, would you say that you've always struggled with your relationship with food, or is this something that started later on in life? um,
0: Growing up. I think I just ate too much, Claire, you know. I'd never ate masses amounts of food, but I just ate too much for, for what I needed. I was never a particularly sporty child. Both my parents worked, they worked full time. So often, you know, particularly when I was in high school, I'd be on my own and would probably just eat out of boredom. And, you know, our family very much grew up, if you were sad, you had food. If you celebrated, you had food. But not huge amounts, but too much for what my body needed. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then when I got married 20, I don't know, 22 years ago, I think I was just snacking and eating the same way as my husband, but I just don't have the same metabolism that he does. And, you know, and very much like would always think, oh, you've, you know, if you go out for dinner, it's the entree, the main, the dessert – you know, I still remember if we'd go for the Chinese banquets and having to loosen off the button on my jeans just so mm. I could fit in more food. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just that education, the tools to to understand, I guess, the philosophy of eating. But I think it's also up to yourself to go away, take that information and work on yourself and just learn a bit more about
1: what works for you. That's right. And what also triggers you? And you mentioned mindfulness at the beginning. So what does mindfulness look to you like? If I I was to say, right, okay, write me a chapter on mindfulness, how does that apply to you in your life?
0: So with mindfulness, I hadn't thought about it a lot until this virus started and um, and I've never been someone to struggle with mental health or anything, I've been fortunate. But when COVID hit, that really was affecting my anxiety. I um, was trying to do my groceries, just trying to meal plan and shop for the week. And I couldn't get the things that were on my meal plan because of restrictions and people were being greedy and I just couldn't get what I wanted. And I, I came home and I was in a bit of a state Anyway, I thought, what am I going to start doing? What tools can I start using to help calm? Because I didn't know at that point, I thought this COVID thing was just going to be a month or so. So I actually started practicing using the smi- what we have, the Smiling Minds app every night, and also started looking at really good sleep hygiene. So, you know, being in bed by 10 o'clock, trying to read some pages off my book doesn't always happen, but doing the smiling minds every night. The other part with mindfulness for me is just being able to control what I can control and and not taking on other people's drama and stress and just slowing down. And that's one thing I've loved. I think I was born for COVID because I am an introvert and I just love not having to rush around. I want to talk about the podcast and like not just your podcast, which is amazing. There's another podcast that I've listened to and i would never listened to one prior to COVID and then because I was able to do daily walks of an hour, I started listening to yours and then the other one is called The You Project and they have just helped so much and you know, whether it's through the guests that you've had or through the other one where there's a series of guests and topics that they talk about, I think. Life is just about learning. And so you can take away little messages
1: from everything
0: that everybody says that goes, you know what, I can do that.
1: Hmm. You know, sometimes I'll interview a guest and they'll share stories about the running and the weight loss and the meals and different things. And and usually there's there's a common element that people can relate to. And Hmm. I think there's a lot about resilience as well. That's what we've had to do with COVID, isn't it? We've had to Hmm. really grow a backbone, you know, to like superhuman like an archangel michael backbone it's like stand tall grow your wings stretch them out and you know let's let's see what we can do in this this pandemic just to i guess survive and be safe and and help others and support our family and friends and yeah we've had to change our our minds around what's important Mm. what our needs are and how to how to meet our needs and like you said you know you're you're a natural introvert and I, i'm the same i'm the same it's like great i quite don't have to go out i can stay in and just, <laughs> just talk to people on zoom yay um but yeah no i think even i've missed catching up with friends and uh and family so yeah, yeah. i mean i always say to my husband i just i just want to stay on my own no children no husband <laughs> just <leave me laughs> for the day and i can do my own thing so but no i understand where you're coming from it's been nice hasn't it it's just been nice just to oh have that time I know
0: I know it's really look I wish there was no virus Hmm. but I think everybody needed this as a bit of a reality check to slow them down yeah
1: and I think now we've come off the gerbil wheel of life because I always think when would we actually have this break? And I know there'll be people listening to this that are thinking, I've still had to go out to work. I, I'm working. But for those that were on lockdown and had that, that time away, it, it was, you know, kind of a break prior to retirement because a lot of people just work, don't they, every year on, yeah. year out. And then, you know, they have retirement. And I guess this was a time just to reflect and pick up new hobbies and interests and sports and lots of different things and podcasts. And just, just fly with it, which has been lovely.
0: And I think also the opportunity to have the time to focus on myself helped me get to the goal. My weight really started moving during the time of COVID.
1: So for anybody listening that would like to take up a new sport, even though they've, they've had some health struggles themselves, what advice would you would you give them? Obviously, you've got the arthritis, you've, you've got the pain in the foot but you've chosen cycling and and swimming what what piece of advice could you give to somebody
0: i just think find whatever works for you you know people always want to know what exercise should i do that's going to get the weight off me and but for me exercise isn't about getting the weight off me because that's what i try and control with the food but the exercise element for me is about things that are, are fun look my advice would come back to do what you know you can do you know, a number of times a week. I know that I need to start thinking about doing some weights because I'll be 50 yeah. next year and, yeah, I've been listening to some really great stuff about the benefit of, of resistance training and, and the weights and particularly as you start moving into the age bracket and with menopause and stuff and that, you know, that weight that we tend to carry around the middle region. So
1: that's something I want to explore as well. I love I love weights, absolute love weights, because if you've got any monitor for your heart rate or for burning calories, you put the watch on and set that, you start lifting weights and you'll see that go through the roof. And people worry about lifting weights, don't they think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lift weights because I'll bulk up and I don't want to look big, but you know, the, the muscle is is tight, it's just tightening up. It's a great fat burner, absolutely and i i feel it's just a quick way to get your heartbeat racing and and to burn those calories more so than cardio machines at the gym and i think with with weights what you can do is you can switch it up switch it down change it around and all the time you kind of like challenging your body because often if you do the same thing day in day out yes you're burning the calories yes you're burning the fat but your body actually gets used to it
0: Yep, yeah, it's not getting out of its comfort zone, is it? And no. it's not going to make any changes.
1: No. So, with weights, like I said, you know, people will think about they don't want to ball cup. Or I, I hear a lot that people say, well, I'll go to the gym and then my weight loss will slow down. But often that's because obviously the swelling of the muscles and then getting used to the exercise. And then that will obviously, it will obviously go but i still believe that people do kind of get a little bit fixated with the the number on the scales and I, that's probably a bit weird coming from me you know i, I go to a, a, a diet club and i, I do get weighed regularly I'm, I'm more thinking on the lines of getting weighed once a month i love using weights i love, love going to the gym i love being active but when you do start to use weights it does affect your your weight so our preoccupied are you with the scales in your journey is that something that has really been your like main focus is that something that you could kind of detach from
0: actually this time around i've got a really different relationship with them so for a long time i might you know i'd be a daily wear and then it used to be oh got a great result i'll be happy oh terrible result you know affects you makes you feel angry and I've come to realise that that piece of metal is only one small step, one small piece in the puzzle of, you know, good health. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I can go along to my meeting. I can weigh in once a week and that's what I do. I don't weigh in at home. At the moment, I have to because we're doing Zoom Weight Watcher meeting, so we have yeah. to weigh in here. But I just do it once a week. You know, you can say to your coaches as well, look, I just really want to focus on some other things at the moment. And then at times they might say, right, we're going to weigh you once a fortnight. You have to weigh in monthly. But for me, it's not something that I use as a measure of, I guess, where I'm at. And so even, you know, if I start doing some weights and my body changes and the scales change, as long as
1: I know that my eating hasn't changed, it's okay. Yeah, I think that's a great idea just to get weighed once a month. Yeah. Because it's quite easy just to get obsessed with that that weight on the scales, isn't it? Oh, it's and really,
0: crazy. you know, like as you know, you can line up six different women, all the same weight, but can look completely different. And so I think fitness is really different. And that's actually what I've loved about the fact that I don't have to get down to that determined range now because It's just a big pressure that you can take off yourself. And as long as you're feeling fit and well and your mental health strong, there's
1: not a lot else I think that a set of scales is going to show. That's it. Definitely for sure. And I hear kind of loud and clear that this is all about a journey of health. This is all about feeling good inside. And this is not about having a a number that's going round and round. You're not identified by your weight. You're identified by your new health and your new new regimes and and it's all it's all the balance, isn't it? It's all balanced now.
0: Yeah, and just enjoying meals, Claire, and cooking and, yeah. you know, and I guess this time, like, I set up a bit of a, a routine. Um, so I tend to, you know, work out my meal plan, um, ask everyone what they love, get some favourites on there from everyone, and then I'll usually shop enough For say five dinners and I know what I generally will have brekkie in the morning is usually either porridge or some eggs and then um, lunch is similar you know so that's easy but as long as I've got dinners planned because I work and at the moment I've I've changed from working part-time to full-time that that Helps a lot because it means I'm not visiting the, the shops after work and I'm not getting tempted, you know, to, to buy the extra stuff. We all know what that's yeah, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so easy, so easy. And it's like, I'll, I'll go to the shop and I'll, I'll buy some bread and some milk, and then you come out, and, you know, spent 20 pounds, and that you're there know, with the yeah. cakes and all the rest of it. So, yeah. that's that you really do need self control, don't you, when you go to shops, especially after yeah. work you've had a hard day (laughs) it's it's nice here that you're planning your food and you've got that control and it sounds like the family are involved too so you're not having to do separate meals or any any fast food it's all decent healthy food that you're preparing Uh
0: Yeah, really great meals. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes my husband used to say, oh, are you making me one of those Weight Watcher meals? And it's like, yeah, it's a Weight Watcher recipe. And um, it's that funny, that connotation they have in their head of what they think is a Weight Watcher meal. And, yeah. in fact, there's usually not much left over.
1: No, there we are then. There we are. <laughs> That's, great <laughs> eat. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. It's just nice to hear, eat food that, you know, you enjoy and it's nutritious And it doesn't look or feel like diet food, isn't it? It's nice just to have that feeling that you're in control and you can eat decent food.
0: Yeah. And you can still, you know, have a life. I probably, I can't eat out meals lots and lots, um, like outside the house because it does affect my weight because I suppose we don't know always what they're they're putting in there and that's just me and i don't have the time to spend more than an hour a day on some exercise to sort of you know counteract that but we can still go out for a coffee if i want the old treat i can do
1: that brilliant and for anybody listening that would like to follow you on instagram what's your instagram handle julie
0: yeah it's jules slav which
1: is Slav, brilliant and i hope there's people listening in the uk that are dreaming daydreaming now of beaches and if you'd like to see some beautiful beaches head over to Julia's instagram account and you'll have to you know just kind of get lost in the vision of the beaches i know that oh there's some go- other great
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, other great locations as we travel in the caravan as well oh, you wow. know you might get to see a different part of australia
1: i'm not I'm very very jealous and I know that often we'll go to Spain on our holidays and all that's out of bounds at the moment so yeah I'm going to keep my jealousy at bay <laughs>
0: I'm going to keep it that's at okay bay. <laughs> I used to get to do what you do when I used to live there so you know <laughs> yeah. you have to make the big trip over here one day
1: oh that'd be amazing wouldn't it absolutely amazing. my cousin uh, used to work out there and, and live with his family and New Zealand and yeah I said, you know what? I think for me, I don't know how people cope with the heat. Today we've had a really, really hot day. And I'm just, oh. I, I think I'm actually a vampire. And any sword. I'm like, I'm blinded. So I don't know how you can cope with the heat. I can cope with the spiders, but not the heat. Well,
0: we don't always have heat because I'm in the, like the southern bit of Australia. Okay. So summer is hot and that can get up to, you know, in the 40 degree temperature Celsius. but it's winter now, so it's cold. And, um, you know, we've got the snow season and skiing and, yeah. So, and in where I am in Victoria, we can have four seasons in one day.
1: Wow. There we are then. we yeah. would be happy there then. <laughs>
0: yeah, you yeah, yeah, would be fine here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, just with a parting word from you, Julie, if somebody has, I don't know, lost their resilience, if the mojo feels well and truly squashed, what piece of advice would you offer just to kind of give them a bit of a pick-me-up?
0: You're worth it. Just always think you're worth it. Know that you're worth it. Um, and just one one step at a time, one meal at a time. Um, you know, some people like to do it online. I like the meetings. I like, I've really enjoyed the friendships that I've made and the the interactions that I have. And also the knowledge, I guess, of the, the coaches and other members. So. Don't think, oh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna fail. Don't think you're gonna fail, because you're not. Because I used to think that, and I would fail. And you just have to think, I just got to keep going and just do this time for me, um, and really work on, I guess,
1: what's what's going on in your mindset. Mm-hmm. Brilliant advice. Thank you so much for joining me. Happy Saturday morning. If it was Thank worth you. it. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's great. I'm just for a walk now, so it's all good.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You're all sorted. Do you want to
0: turn up for this big day in my (laughs) pyjamas?
1: Exactly. Rock it with style. Definitely. Thank you so much for joining me today, Julie. It's been a pleasure interviewing you. Take care. Thank you, Claire. Bye-bye. Happy birthday, Julie. This must feel so surreal to have you on as a guest. And if you're listening, as you're walking along the beach, I hope you've had a great time. And keep sending those photos over onto your Instagram account. Because I really do enjoy looking at the beach and dreaming. I can but dream. And if you're a new listener to Swimming Stories, if you'd like to share this episode, if you know somebody that is struggling with their weight loss and fitness, if you'd like to share the episode, then no doubt people will be inspired by Julie's weight loss journey and I'm looking to start to interview again in the new year and if anybody listening knows of any great guests that would inspire other people with their own weight loss and fitness goals please send me a dm to sw underscore slimming stories underscore podcast I have a huge list of potential guests I've had lots of guests that have agreed to to interviews but I'd just be interested from our listeners who they would love to hear next so until next time have a great week take care